0: Welcome in, everyone. Another episode of the Final Score podcast. Uh, lots of big high school football games this week. Among them is uh, Brunswick, uh, the red-hot Brunswick Railroaders at Middletown. And uh, we'll talk to the coach of uh, the Brunswick Railroaders, uh, Jerry Smith, on this week's episode. Uh, talk about why his team's playing so well and uh Look forward to uh, their uh, big matchup with Middletown this week. It's it's been a while since they've beaten Middletown. Uh, uh, Can they possibly bring another uh, upset this week after after, uh, earning a great win over Liberty last week? We'll talk to uh, Coach Smith about his season, uh, the Liberty win last week, and, and again, that game with Middletown coming up on friday but uh there's lots of other big games as well and uh joining me to discuss that and more are my colleagues here at the frederick news post john cannon and alexander Dacey. uh welcome guys and uh it's it's one of the best football weeks i could remember schedule wise uh, you have the brunswick middletown game uh, you have the um Ligonor-Frederick game, a rematch of the uh, 3A uh, semifinal last year. Frederick trying to beat Ligonor for the first time uh, in, in a while. And it's sort of a milestone game for them in, in their quest to win a state championship this year because can they get past the Ligonor hurdle? And then you also have a game that uh, looks a lot better now than it did even at the start of the season, and, and that's uh, Urbana at Oakdale, uh, undefeated Urbana at one loss Oakdale. Um And and that's another great game. Uh, Alexander, just your thoughts on, on, on the football week ahead here.
1: I mean, now that I think now that we've exhausted all of the, uh, you know, teams playing out of county opponents, I, I think we're really going to these last three, three weeks, we're really going to start to see, you know, the cream like kind of really the cream rise to the top and get these sort of final head to heads entering the playoffs and I mean this is you know at least the, those 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 top three matchups are you know I mean it's basically the six probably the six best teams in the county so you know if it's just gonna be kind of a round robin of that weekend and week out you know it's hard to go wrong
0: <laughs> right and you, you also have uh, Catoctin uh, playing Walkersville, uh, well, Walkersville. Walkersville. Uh, you, you saw uh, Walkersville uh, play Frederick last week Um an interesting game. Frederick, I I wouldn't say played its best game, but but it seemed like they were in command the whole way.
1: Yeah, I mean, so it was Frederick didn't score till about uh, it was like 44, 45 seconds left in the first half, so it was 0-0 for a very long time. Um, I mean, Frederick's defense was hold, was holding up great. Like, Walkersville couldn't pass, and they were running. I mean, they ran... I think they they combined. They ran on about forty four times. I think it was uh, it was somewhere in like the forty to forty five range. Uh, and they only had hundred twenty four total rushing yards. So Frederick was not giving up, you know, really much much room on the ground. And then they only completed one pass. Uh, so Frederick's defense was was holding up phenomenally well. Uh, as I mean, as they really have all season. Uh, but then offensively, you know, they kind of walkers Walkersville kind of held their ground at least for a little while you know uh, at the line um they weren't again Frederick wasn't passing quite as much as I was expecting them to uh you know and the running game took a while to get going and when they did get back to pass um you know uh, Brian mabuthia he didn't look totally comfortable in the pocket at least at least in the first half um you know through a through a pick um, or through two picks actually uh in the game uh, got sacked a couple times so you know definitely not the offense's best game but once they got once they got that touchdown uh, and then Tay Anderson had a big 73-yard uh touchdown run in the third quarter they started to put some distance and then eventually just sort of you know eventually dragged it out to get the to get the win again definitely not their prettiest but you know they, they they were never especially with that defense they were never really in danger of of losing or at least ever going down really so yeah, and now they have Ligonor
0: this week. It's it's a game they've had circled on their yeah. on their schedule um, for a long time. It it, it we thought it was going to be a much more, I guess you want to call it for lack of a better term, sexy matchup at the start of the season. Mm-hmm. But but Ligonier just hasn't had the season they were expecting to have. They're they're three and three. Had the big win over uh, Tuscarora last week to sort of end, end their uh, two game losing streak and and sort of get their offense going again. And I, I wouldn't totally count Ligonor out. I mean, they're they're they're, they're capable. Uh, they, they're capable of playing good defense, uh, controlling the game with their running game. So, so it, it, it's a, it's a big game for Frederick. Uh, I, I know uh, they all just want to win the game. They prove to themselves more than anything that, that that they could get over this hurdle. Um, and, and I know the players and the coaching staff are. Um, are uh, looking forward to it, although Kevin Perry uh, told me this week that they're trying to sort of be as low-key as possible about it and not get too emotionally uh, in- invested in the game uh, before Friday, so uh, we'll see what happens. Um, uh, John, uh, Catoctin's been playing better. They did not win last week against Poolsville, but but they were competitive against an uh, undefeated team.
2: Yeah, I mean, that was a winnable game for them. I mean, I say that. I mean, Poolsville was probably the stronger team, but Catoctin... You know, was not overmatched. Um, in fact, they uh, uh, they tied it up at halftime, and uh, they just uh, they couldn't stop Pulseville's running game. Um, and actually, Pulseville's quarterback, whose name escapes me right now, had a nice arm. But what was happening to him uh, when he uncorked passes on Friday night? The wind, the wind was carrying him, and he ever threw a couple receivers, compliments of the wind, with help from the wind. But um, after that, Pulseville just stuck to the running game, and they just wore down Catoctin, um defensively and. Uh, That was kind of the story of the game, really, as it went on in the second half.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm interested to see how Kotaku, they can keep this momentum going. I mean, they had two wins in a row. They gave Frederick... Uh, a, a quarter and a half um, before uh, the cadets took over that game, and, and now they're also competitive against the undefeated Poolsville team. So and, so,
2: and something that should be said here again, now, now Frederick, I mean, is a heck of a strong team. But think about Catoctin, and all those guys are playing two ways. And as the game goes on, it takes its toll on those. And I think right. that, that was part of what was going on there uh, on Friday night as well.
0: Right. I, I'm curious about the grass versus turf element with Frederick, too, because <laughs> okay. the, these past two weeks are the only weeks they played on grass. It might be the only two weeks they play on grass all season. So that I mean, it's football, but but the grass compared to the turf does slow
1: you down in, incrementally. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, it's not like, you know, it's not like, again, defensively, they did, they didn't seem to have any issues with that. And offensively, you know, they weren't. I, I don't I don't I wouldn't say they were necessarily running slower but they definitely were not getting as much of a push on the line I think I mean again honestly a lot of that you just chalk up to walkersville you know even to despite being down a couple guys just sort of holding their own you know at the line but yeah I mean really again they weren't they weren't getting the same big explosive plays that they were and you know I I will say we'll say for for the sake of the Catoctin game because I was I was there also um you know, once they got, once they sort of got the ball rolling there again, like that one, they were then they were just sort of going big play after big play after big play, like usual. Um, you know, and again, part of that I think is, you know, opponent quality. Part of that, like you said, was probably also just Katokian was probably just getting worn down at that point. Whereas Walkersville has a few more people they could mm. sort of sub in and out. Um, you know, even if they were you know were a little bit of injury depleted on, uh, you know, you know in the in the uh, on the defensive line but um yeah i i it is interesting and i think you're right i think these last three games and i would, would probably assume the rest of the playoffs are only on turf so. yeah they're, Who looking,
0: knows? they're looking forward to getting back on the turf where their speed is amplified a, a, a little bit more and uh the, go ahead the greatest
1: show on turf question mark <laughs> <laughs> quite,
0: quite possibly uh this season uh here in frederick county Uh, The best game of the week might be uh, Urbana at um, Oakdale. Oakdale bounced back from their poor performance against Fort Hill uh, with with a nice win at Gwen Park last week. Uh, Urbana was tested big time um, uh, by Middletown last week at home. They hadn't allowed a touchdown all season. Well, they gave up... uh, two of them, I I, I believe, if, if not three. I'm I'm, tr- I'm trying to remember uh, the game now, but
2: uh, nineteen points is that what uh, they ended uh, up with? Middletown, I want to say, is
0: that yeah, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. Middletown, uh, they um, went for two and missed. Um, why? I'm I'm blanking on it, but but anyway, Urbana, Urbana was tested. I mean, they gave up the first couple touchdowns of the season. Carson Smith really had a big game rushing against that Urbana defense, and um. But Urbana, the defense, made the play at the end of the game. They stopped Middletown on fourth down uh, on, on on the Urbana 10-yard line. So Middletown was threatening to go ahead late in the game, and, and, and the Urbana defense uh, came through and, and, and made the big stop that, that, that it needed to make. And, and the players and coaches for Urbana were really saying after the game, we had not been tested. We had not played a really good team yet. We had not been tested. So the fact that they uh were were pushed like that and they got through it with a win they all thought it was a was a really good productive thing and now uh they'll they'll go to Oakdale and 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 play a pretty good Oakdale team on both sides of the ball and and that should be an interesting matchup
1: um what what, what any, any other football thoughts, guys? Before we move on, or you know? I I'm honestly so the game so I'm going to Brunswick Middletown this week. That game might honestly like the other two might be better, but that one honestly has way more intrigue for me just because it'll really kind of see like is Brun you know for me it'll kind of be like is Brunswick you know are they legitimately one of the top like three or four really top four teams in the county. Um, You know, they have their own like, I mean, Carson Smith is going to do probably do Carson Smith things, but they've got Ben Wells, the number two rusher in the county. Can he, you know, find holes in the Middletown line? And, you know, they have a quarterback, Ethan Houck, who can who can throw it a little bit if they need. So I don't know that one. That one, I think, has some. Some sort of under the radar intrigue, uh, you know, at least of the game, at least outside of the big two this week. Hey, have you
0: have you seen Brunswick? Yet? I have not
2: seen Brunswick. This will be my okay. first week seeing. I Brunswick. saw them against Thomas Johnson earlier, yeah. and they dominated. Right, right, yeah, yeah.
0: They, they they look strong uh, in, in that game. And you guys haven't seen Urbana yet either, right? Have, have no, either actually, you? No, actually, I have not. Yeah, okay. So, and I think John, you're doing the the Oakdale game, too. So, <laughs> yeah. so you'll. Uh, We'll get a chance. Uh, I'm curious your thoughts on, uh, on on Urbana after you see him play this uh, week. Well,
2: actually, I actually had a thought about Middletown because I saw yeah. them um, play a heck of a defensive game against Langanore, and even Urbana. I mean, Urbana won that game, but I assume Middletown's defense did a pretty solid they, they, job they against did. a real heck of a quarterback. Yeah, they right? they,
0: they, a they head, did, yeah. Guy. I mean, uh, they, uh, they put pressure on uh, Keegan Johnson and, and sacked him, uh, forced... Uh, they had a sack fumble that, that 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 Middletown recovered. So so they did put good pressure on uh, Keegan Johnson and and yeah and and they held Riley Smith in that running game and mm-hmm. and and, and the Urbana offense in check. So good good point there that they held, um they held uh, Ur- Ur- Urbana's offense, which had been really great through uh, the score, averaging almost or more than thirty points anyway mm-hmm. uh, a, a game. They they sort of held them in check. So mm-hmm. um, moving on, we don't. We talked a little cross-country last week, which, which which we don't often do with the Frederick girls. This week, we're going to talk a little field hockey, which we don't often do. And, and Alexander saw uh, one, of, one of the big uh, field hockey games in uh, Frederick County of the season, where Walkersville pulled a bit of a surprise, and, and they beat Urbana.
1: Yeah, that was last Thursday. Um, you know, I kind of had it just an eye on it, because Walkersville had been playing well, and I'd seen Urbana several times, but... They they were up at Walkersville. They were on the grass. Speaking of you know turf versus grass, they were they were on the natural grass there at Walkersville, and I mean it was one of the just a very tight, clean back and forth game between probably the probably the two top teams in the county, I'd say at this point. Um, and Walkersville pulled out a two one overtime win. Uh, Olivia Miller senior, uh, she had both goals. The second one tied her for the school record for goals. She she broke that uh, the other day. Um, in their in their 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 next game Uh, but yeah just really clean she scored early uh, Urbana tied early in second quarter and then it was just kind of a kind of a nice back and forth back and forth battle just a very entertaining game to watch and I said I've kind of you know I, I came into this not having really you know you know a lot of field hockey watching or or sort of you know just understanding of the game or experience with it but I, I can safely say that's well that was easily the best field hockey game I've watched this year, um and probably one of the best of best of the fall, uh, best overall game of the fall. Just really well played all around and entertaining throughout and clearly two high level teams and two teams that will I mean Urbana will always Urbana always makes noise but yeah in two A I mean Walkersville could depending on their their path they could do some damage
0: how how did they react how how
1: big a deal was that they were they were deal? i mean they were very thrilled like their other uh, coach kelly givan she told she kind of said like half jokingly she was like yeah it looks like we won the championship out there you know obviously even though they didn't but you know they never at least at least in our archives we haven't seen it seems like they've never beaten urbana again our archives don't go back all the way but um you know at least since probably at least in 20 years I'm um, trying to think. Yeah, more. I cannot remember. Uh,
2: it's been a while. I'm sure.
1: Yeah. So you know, it, it could be their first time ever, or it could be their first time in just just a really really long time. So, and that's always sort of you know, that's for pretty much every team in the county. It's like it's like okay, we're good, but can we beat Urbana? And that's sort of the big test. And this is the first time really in a while that someone is, you know, you know, a a, a Frederick County team has been able to do that. Um, you know, and it's sort of. You know, showing that Walkersville is is sort of at that level. They're a they're a quality team. Uh, you know, that's just pretty sound all around, and they've got their they sort of got their you know their, their ace offensive weapons. So,
0: yeah, I mean, the beauty of sports is that anything can happen. But this didn't seem like some fluky win. No, you said, you no, know. it
1: didn't. They were they were they hung with them throughout the game. And again, like I said, it was back and forth. And i and they're they're now the last undefeated team in Frederick County. So again, it's not like this was a this was a mediocre team pulling off an upset it was a uh, it was it was it was to be an upset for sure you know just given the the history and i mean i will say the two teams did play an overtime game last year so it's not like you know it's not like walkersville hadn't been hasn't been close in recent years but you know you know given given the the records and the history you would think everything's on Urbana's side but Walkers Walkersville pulled it off, and you know, kudos to the Lions.
0: Yeah, and if you notice on our prep page this week, mm-hmm. you, uh, you, you'll see that Walkersville ascended to the number one spot in in, in the field hockey rankings. Yep, that uh,
1: a head to
2: a head, a head win, head to head win will do that. Mm-hmm. They uh, could meet again in that CMC championship game. Yep. Although Walkersville has to get they have to Middletown. Play Middletown
1: next week, yeah. which will which is the other sort of big you know question mark. I I would probably again I have not seen Middletown, but I would probably given the stats we have and what I know would give the edge to Walkersville at this mm-hmm. point, but again, anything can happen. Sure. The, the To clean up a memory lapse from
0: a, f- a few minutes ago, uh, mm-hmm. uh, Urbana beat Middletown 24-19 in football was the final, so, so uh, Middletown did score three touchdowns uh, in, in that game against Urbana, an Urbana team that hadn't allowed a touchdown until that point, just three points uh, heading into that game, so just to clean that up, 24-19 was the football final for Urbana and Middletown? Um, any other thoughts, guys, uh, from 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 the past week? Uh, thoughts uh, on on the week ahead before we go here?
2: Uh, just um, I think we've all been doing volleyball a little bit. Yeah. Alexander tonight saw Frederick uh, beat M S D in a five setter, and I saw T J the night before uh, beat Tuscarora in a five setter. So they're always fun to watch. I mean, they, you know, get to see good competitive volleyball matches and and they might not they aren't our top teams but you know it's nice to see teams that are somewhat evenly matched kind of go at it and yeah in like that TJ Tuscarora
0: match John mm-hmm. uh, TJ lost the first two uh, mm-hmm. sets right and they were down big time mm-hmm. um in in the first set i believe mm-hmm. um yes. but but the fact that they were able to come back and make that first set competitive Sort of really laid the groundwork for their comeback, right?
2: Right, and they have a hitter, uh, Anna Anna Fiore. Some people have said she's six three. Well, she says she's six two. Uh, bottom line, she's tall. <laughs> and she's <laughs> and she's skilled. Not just tall, but she's skilled, and uh, she could be a handful for teams. She doesn't. She can spike it, and she also is just so tall. She can like tip it and just direct it in certain areas because she, she gets up in the air and can really look around and see where the open spots are, and and it can be tough for teams to deal with. You know, and they they try to block her, but you can only do so much with somebody like that. And, uh, and her teammates did a good job of getting her the ball, and then another girl, Reagan Horsing, had a really nice all-around game for them, as well uh, for TJ. So, yeah exciting match. How, how did MSD volleyball look, Alexander? MSD I mean...
1: volleyball looked looked decent at least for a little while. They sort of slipped up in the fourth and fifth sets. Um, you know, and Krita Lewis, uh, their their coach told me, you know, they just some miscommunication and sort of mental breakdown. You know, some so just mental breakdowns, but you know it was it was it was a little little kind of a little choppy at first but kind of as the as the first set went on uh msc pulled that one out second set was was really tight and frederick got then msc won the third set but you know they they, they were looking fairly decent for a while there and you know kind of you know, f- you know fell apart a little bit a little bit at the end but they have a really nice uh really nice hitter and uh in Jade macedo she's sort of the i guess their floor general if you will and just, just very solid all around. Always racking up very high, you know, you know very large statistical outputs. Pretty much game in and game out. Um, a couple other nice players, but she's really kind of their their, their cornerstone.
0: Yeah, I was just curious because yeah. they they don't play a, t- a ton of the county team. No, they they play their own schedule for 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 obvious reasons, and so, so sometimes you get a bit of an apples and orange comparison, when, 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 right? When, when, and, when you think about the volleyball and, team and and
1: for and I mean this this Frederick series is an annual series, and, and MSD did did sweep them last year, uh, and I believe I believe they won in 2019, and I think I think Frederick I believe Frederick last won in 2018. I I looked this up before the game, but it it has also slipped my mind uh when Fr- Frederick last won in 18 or 19 but um you know it's it it, it, was, it was i would say it was one of the more evenly matched uh games level wise and for, for I mean, for Frederick's sake you know they've had they've had sort of a, a tra- this is sort of a transition year for them a yeah. the new coach and i, I was going to have such sigh of relief for them that yeah, they were able so, not so, to win yeah right and so that they were able to 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 get a home win you know, in a in a close competitive game, it was their dig pink too, so that brought out a little bit of a bigger crowd. Um, you know that, you know, you know that was just sort of a nice, just sort of like feather in the cap. Like, all right, we've got this one. It was their second one of the season, but really, you know, it's like we've got this one. Um, you know, and we got this one in a competitive game. Yeah, we can sort of just kind of take it from here at this point.
0: Yeah. All right, guys, thank you very much. And uh, when we come back, we will talk to uh, Jerry Smith, uh, head coach of the Red Hot Brunswick football team. Stay with us here on The Final Score. Jerry Smith is in his sixth season as the Brunswick High School football coach. Uh, His team is playing very well right now, uh, winners of five straight games. Including a 21-17 victory at uh, once-beaten uh, Liberty High School uh, last week, uh, the game was sealed on a dramatic goal-line stand. Uh, what was that moment like for you and your kids, Coach?
3: Um, well, it, it was it was tough to be honest with you because um, I wasn't sure how fast they were going to score, so we were we were playing the you know, the timeout game. I had two timeouts. You know, and it was a, really a matter of, right, do we use them now? Do we let them score and then save our timeouts to, move? you know, for offense? And, um, I, you know, I, I really don't know why, but um, I just decided, you know, we took one timeout and then um, at that point I said, all right, we're just going to roll with defense. You guys got it? And the kids seemed comfortable. They felt, you know, they weren't like panicked, which was kind of nice. You know, when you go in the huddle during – you know, a timeout and those type of situations, you can look in the faces of your kids and sometimes tell like where they're at, but the kids were good. Um, so, you know, so we just rolled with it. Um, and it was good. The kids did a well, a good job. So.
0: And, and, And Liberty was a very credible, uh, opponent. Obviously they, they opened the season with a pretty comfortable win at Walkersville I think their only loss going into the game against you guys was uh, a one-point loss to a, to a Baltimore school. Boys Latin, I believe, got them by yeah. one point. Um, they had blowout wins in their other games, So this was a major league opponent. You guys were playing on the road. Everyone would have tagged you guys uh, as, as the underdogs. So so it was just a huge win uh, for, for you and your kids.
3: Yeah. Um, well, we felt comfortable like with our game plan going in. We knew that we would be able to – uh, move the ball. We didn't think it was going to be like it had been in previous games, but we, we felt comfortable knowing that we were going to be able to, to move the ball, but we would have to sprinkle in some other things here and there. Um, and really defensively, you know, against their high potent offense, um, our goal was really to prevent the big play, um, make them drive. And they had a couple opportunities where they did have to drive Um but our kids kind of did a nice job and our coaches did a really good job of recognizing, all right, let's tighten the reins here. Right. They're not in a position that where they're going to try to throw the ball. Right. So we did, I thought we did a really good job of, you know, taking away what they wanted to do, forcing them to do something they didn't want to do and then recognizing, you know, when we should take advantage of um, our strength, which is our size and um, up front. So So, it was a really good game. And then, honestly, at the end, you know, I kind of felt like, um, you know, and I know talking to their coach, I kind of felt like they panicked a little bit. Yeah,
0: here's my question. Did you think they were going to score? I mean, you had some timeouts in your pocket, like you pointed out. Did you think they were going to score first and goal on the one?
3: Yeah, I thought they were going to score. Like, if I'm first and goal from the one, I'm running the ball and then I'm going to run the ball again and run the ball again and run the ball again. Um, and then instead they decided to throw the ball first goal from the one they tried to throw the ball. Um, and our defensive end did exactly what we coached them to do. Jump up, you know, uh, get in the throwing lanes, jump up. And he batted the ball down. Um, and then on second and one, they had a false start, which drove them, brought them back six, uh, five yards the six. So I'm thinking, all right, well still second and goal from the sixth, run the ball. They threw the ball. We batted it down. Um, So we had two great defensive plays in a row, which really helped our kids, um, you know, confidence. So then on third and sixth, they tried to run the ball for a very short game. Um, Our kids made a great play. And then fourth and goal, you know, the kids didn't like panic. They didn't freak out and – they just played football and made a tackle. So.
0: I, I, I'm glad you brought up running the ball on the goal line. Do you watch? Do you watch pro football, or or is your yeah. is your is your schedule and your family life just l- too crazy on the a weekends? Little bit. Okay, <laughs> a little bit. Okay, uh, to me, analytics has taken over uh, football, and, and you've noticed this too, probably. And there is so much passing on the goal line, passing up f- points with field goals, going for fourth downs on all. What what is your opinion on analytics in football and just sort of how it's taken over especially in the NFL well
3: I get it but at the same time like you know we're coaches for a reason and there's humans making decisions so I, I don't I don't think you could ever take out the gut instinct like our gut instinct is to run the ball so if we're at the one, we're going to run the ball.
0: <laughs> but, but, but but NFL coaches, yeah. guys guys that have been in this business for years and years, maybe not the Bill Belichick's and the Mike Tomlin's and the Pete Carroll's, but guys that have been doing this forever are passing the ball on the one-yard line.
3: I, I don't know. I don't understand. I, don't, I can never be able to do it because – well, and I forget who said it, but somebody always talked about Jimmys and Joes and – Right. And you gotta make you gotta make players or design plays for players and not plays. So like if you got a dude in the backfield, then give the dude the ball. Right? Like four four four
0: four times from from the one yard line, right?
3: Yeah. Give him the ball. He's your man. And if you can't win with your guy, your Bell Cal, then you don't deserve the win. Like why are you gonna try to throw the ball and do something that's maybe not in your repertoire? Now With Liberty, they are a passing team, so it makes sense. But they were a big team. Like, they had two tight ends that were ginormous. Um, And their line was nice size. Like, they could have ran the ball well. And their quarterback was a good size. He's 6'2", 200. Like,
0: run him. Um, Yeah, well, was your jaw on the ground when they passed on first down?
3: (laughs) Well, afterwards, we were like, you know for the past week we're all shaking our heads going what are they doing why would they do that and i think i think they afterwards were also kind of like they realized they they should have just ran the ball
0: and 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 please explain how tough it is to pass the ball on the one yard line how compressed your window is to put to to put the ball in space and just everyone's packed in down there how how are you going to pass on the one yard line
3: And a team like Liberty, who's in what we call an air raid offense, right? You want field and you need space. So when you're down at the one and you got everybody on the line and we were blitzing a backer and we're playing tight press coverage, you know, that's not a lot of room to squeeze in a ball. Um, And they were running inside routes. So like, you know, for me, if you're going to throw the ball at the one or down in the goal line, it needs to be like
0: um, a fade, you know, right? Like to yeah, the sideline, like to a, the yeah, sideline, back line. of the
3: end zone. Yeah, one on one, back of the end zone. Not a slant pattern inside to all the the, the garbage. You know, that's that's kind of crazy. But
0: but the, and and there again, like if you want to run a, a a deeper pass, you have to have it takes the quarterback longer to get rid of the ball. Yeah. Everyone's packed in there, so it's it's a shorter path to the quarterback too, right? Yeah yep yeah yeah i mean I, I don't want to make this about analytics and football I mean we could do yeah, a whole no. i'll have you on some other time and we could do like an hour podcast it, on it analytics and football though. yeah
3: it, it drives me nuts when you see it on the, in the NFL like you know well in the hardball and his decision when to kick and not kick and you know at the end of the day for me at the high school level you gotta you gotta trust the kids and I on, on the I pro I level,
0: on the pro level too, you got to trust your guys. You're paying millions of dollars. Your your linemen right. and your running backs, right? Who yeah. who who's, who's your NFL team? I, I'm a Browns like fan. You're you're I, I, Ravens I like fan. Ravens. Okay. Yeah,
3: yeah. Uh, the Ravens and the Bills. I'm my, my family's from Buffalo, so <laughs> I was a Bills fan all the way up through Flutie, and then after Music City Miracle, I kind of I gave up. Oh, you, you jumped
0: out. You jumped off the bandwagon.
3: I, I man, it was, it was just. I was too many, too, too many times of being heartbroken. Well, I, I'm a, I'm
0: a, I'm, a, I'm a Browns fan. I, 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 know all about that. But, but now are you, are you, are you running to jump back on the bandwagon now that they look like the best team in the league? Or
3: I, I wouldn't say I'm jumping back on the bandwagon, but I do like watching them and seeing success. And my family, who never left the bandwagon, they're, they're, they're super excited about where they're at and stuff so
0: okay so we're both afflicted by this because my my coach Kevin Stefanski is a big analytics guy your coach John Harbaugh is a big analytics guy and they're throwing away games passing up passing up field goals and and going for fourth downs I mean the Steelers game last year for the Ravens the Packers game last year for the Ravens going for those fourth downs Uh, they lost to the Browns last year going for two when they shouldn't have gone for two and that cost them a game so (laughs) i just don't understand why
3: you give up your instincts like you're being paid millions of dollars as a coach and you're you're throwing away your instincts your gut instinct because
0: right? that's what the numbers tell you to do but the numbers are lo- the numbers are losing you games though yeah, exactly yeah all right we'll, we'll, well we're in a future week we're gonna do an analytics and <laughs> in football podcast but but um uh, your your kids now uh, five wins in a row uh, heading into middletown just First of all, tell us what week one was like for you. You're only lost to a great South Carol team, which was in the state final last year, but it wasn't just playing South Carol, a great team. Your whole week was total chaos. Explain.
3: Yeah. So, well, it started the week before we had, um, it was really like, a, it was a rough two, two and a half week stretch. You know, I had two guys, two starters in a row uh, with broken hands and, I don't know what's going on now with the doctors, but back in the day, you know, the kid breaks a hand, he goes and gets a cast, gets foamed, plays with the cast. Well, I had a starting linebacker and starting D, uh, D lineman out with a broken hand, weren't allowed to play with cast, nothing. Then we started getting sick, and I'm like, all right, my, um, I'm trying to remember which exactly was it. I ended up with, Two backup linemen, because the other two were sick. And then my starting running back Ben had COVID, or he got sick with COVID. And then another kid, and then it ultimately ended up with like seven kids with COVID, um, or COVID or the flu. I you know I, I think at one point they kind of stopped like testing or whatever, but they had the flu. They they didn't look good. So they were out uh, Tuesday going in. We had 18 kids total at practice. I had to bring JV kids up to like simulate a scout team. Um, my offensive line coach, you know, who had back surgery going into the summer, you know, he was struggling to get through practice. You know, he was having some difficulties. My offensive coordinator's wife gave birth on Monday so like
0: of the of the week of of the week of the game
3: the week of the game so he was out to like wednesday or thursday um so like it was just it was a mess you you were you were
0: worried worried, you were worried you weren't even going to be able to play because you were down to like 17 kids right
3: yeah uh if i had any more people i was going to end up um forfeiting yeah yeah and my ad knew like I said this is bad. Now luckily they they started feeling better they they, they started getting better, um, but they still never like Ben will tell you like in that game Friday he still was not a hundred percent. This is uh, ben, this is
0: Ben Wells your your running yeah. back who had he was, COVID. He yeah. was struggling.
3: Yeah, he was struggling. One of my linebackers was struggling. Like so they they just didn't have the energy um, and they didn't know the game plan. So they were just kind of running plays not really knowing what to expect because they couldn't work the game plan at all and so it was pretty crazy yeah you know i and then as the game went on you know i had um my uh, slot receiver safety broke his collarbone then one of the tackles that we had playing that wasn't a starting tackle um messed up his knee so he went out it was it was it was a handful. Yeah, it was a mess.
0: So you weren't just playing a returning state finalist. You were, you guys were a total mash unit. Uh, it, yes. it seemed like.
3: Yes, and the kid, but the kids worked hard. They did. They tried really hard. Like, I was really proud of their efforts of trying. They never gave up. But man, we were we were barely holding together.
0: <laughs> and if that wasn't bad enough, you guys showed up at the school and you didn't Without have any your, and you didn't have your footballs with you. How, how did that happen?
3: Uh, the well, for walkthroughs, we do all our walkthroughs at our school. So he took the ball bag to the walkthroughs, forgot to bring them back, and put them on the truck. So the ball bag was sitting outside the equipment room, and yeah, it was. It was luckily one of my coaches' wives coaches field hockey, so she was able to grab them and bring them to the game late, but.
0: Um, yeah. So yeah. so here you are. So here you are. You have no kids. You have no players. You have no coaches. And now you're begging, basically, South that Hey, can we borrow a couple of footballs so, so we can yeah. warm up? Yeah, it was, well, it was pretty embarrassing. Was that the craziest week of your coaching career?
3: It was very stressful. Let me tell you, I was. That, is that why you have all
0: that? Is that why you have all that gray hair now? Or yeah, um... <laughs>
3: seriously, seriously, but. Like I said, out of necessity, you know, it was born invention. And I think that's how it goes. And, um, you know, we kind of pared everything down.
0: Yeah. Because after that game, you guys said, look, what can we do well? Who can do it well? And let's just, and and you basically threw out, what, three-fourths of your playbook?
3: Yep. Now we've slowly put stuff back in. But what's been nice is what we've gotten into is like a routine, like, you know, we go, we're going into each game with saying, All right, we're going to run these, these four or five formations. We're going to run these four or five plays, and then that's it. And we're just going to work them with motions, you know, formations, things like that. But the kids, the kids know it. The line knows it. And, you know, probably the hardest is on the quarterback because he has to know all of it. But, you know, the linemen, they, I just need them going quick and I need Ben hitting the hole fast. And, you know, and, and the receivers just need to know where they, they're supposed to be for their landmarks. So, um, um, so it, it's gotten pretty good. We've gotten to a good point with it.
0: Yeah. I mean, how boring was practice getting as you were running the same plays over and over and over well, again? I, I, I made
3: sure that it wasn't too, uh, monotonous, but that was the other thing too. Um, you know, early in the season, and typically, like, I would start the season with like two, two hours and 15 minutes even sometimes two-and-a-half-hour practices. Um, and then we got to the point after that second week where our practices don't go beyond an hour and 45 minutes. And typically, they're like an hour and 30 to hour and 45. Because we've cut it down, we know, like, so now it's more like, all right, we maybe want to add this wrinkle here, or we want to add this wrinkle here, or we're tweaking this play or tweaking that play. But they they know the base of the play so they can execute it as fast as possible and we're just going to work those little minute, you know, changes.
0: How, how much of your playbook are you running right now?
3: Probably about half of
0: it. Half of it. Okay.
3: Yeah. And by the, the other end- half I looked at and just said, I, I don't know if we need it. Okay. Some games, you know, some games we, you know, I feel comfortable calling certain plays and some games I don't. So it really just depends on the game plan and, and where we're going to try to attack you know, um,
0: given how crazy week one was, how important was the win in week two just to get things going?
3: I think you saw a big sigh of relief uh, from the kids, you know, because even then, like, I, I you know, I didn't know what we we're going to get. You know, it wasn't a, it was a better week, but it wasn't a great week of practice. Um, you know, we were still working people in. Um, we got to the game and I still had a kid who forgot his helmet i had get get his
0: helmet, but you had footballs like, though, right?
3: Yeah, we had our footballs, but we've got somebody forgot got a helmet, you know. Like so, we were still kind of like cleaning things up, and um, but you know, the coaches did a nice job. The kids are doing a nice job, and each week, I think we get a little bit better, a little bit better. Well,
0: what so, what? Yeah, what are you guys doing really well right now?
3: Well, obviously running the ball. Um, I think we're we're doing nice job of running the ball um Ethan's doing a nice job of finding um the RPO the hit and you know I don't I haven't called a lot of p- pass plays and that's the crazy thing is everybody's kind of like you know you have this quarterback and receivers you should be throwing the ball a lot but um, me as a play caller I don't feel 100% comfortable yet with the pass, calling the a consistent pass game but we're really good at our RPOs our play actions things like that and that is, that's made things a lot easier for us.
0: Yeah, you said this to me at the start of the season. You said, if you would have told me that we were going to – you thought you were going to have to th- throw to set up the run. Yeah. But it's been the total opposite where you guys are running to set up your passing game.
3: Now, and there's some, again, schematic things. Like Boonesboro, based on their defense, like we knew we would have to throw quick screens to loosen up the box. And that, and that worked you know um you know again i forgot what uh, rock ridge we knew like all right we gotta throw vertical against them because they're pressing down so tight so we were able to throw some vertical passes so like i said like we the kids have done a nice job of like just taking one or two concepts and we've just worked those concepts over and over and over again um so it's 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 refreshing (laughs) it's made my job easier (laughs) yeah uh
0: Uh, The kid that's running the ball so well for you is Ben Wells. Uh, uh, He wasn't a starting running back for you last year, right? Um, um, And he's really emerged and and come on the scene in a big way for you guys. Well, I
3: knew Ben was going to be a good football player um, from when he was a younger kid. And his older brother was a good player for us. Um, But I I wasn't expecting him to be as good as he has done. Uh, And what's really good is that he is like a – no nonsense just runs and keeps running and there are some times where he'll look at us and be like "Ah, i need a break and i'm like can you give me one and he's like okay i'm like all right well you know give me one and then he breaks it for a touchdown or something yeah so
0: yeah uh you had a running back seth wagner who would who's a great running back and would run through a wall for you if you asked him to, but you but you told me Ben's a little bit different than Seth.
3: Oh yeah, Ben's. I think Ben's a, a lot different.
0: Uh Ben is, you know,
3: he's a good back. He sees a hole. He cuts.
0: He's, he's got some um, more. He's got. Seth was north south. He was gonna yes. just run straight ahead yeah. no matter what. Ben, you said is a little shiftier and has a he, few more moves, right?
3: Yeah, and what's really nice, like, yeah, you know, Ben's Ben's somewhat like Gumby in some ways, like. He'll be running to the right, but see a cut to the left and like stop, contort his body, get himself over to the, the new hole and, and, um, does a nice job of like getting, getting positive yards. Very few times does he have negative yards. Like, I mean, I think it's less than 10 plays total he's had a negative play.
0: Um, your, your quarterback uh, is only a sophomore. Uh, it's his second year starting. Uh, talk about uh, Ethan Houck's development.
3: Uh, well, he, he, he worked really hard in the offseason. And, again, I thought to myself, like, all right, here he is going to – he's going to come in and we're going to be able to throw the ball a ton. And it's not that we don't. Um, but what's really good is that he's deceptively fast. Like, against Liberty –
0: he had a big touchdown run, right?
3: He had a huge touchdown run. That was a total mess up play. We, we had called a pass play. He had read the signal wrong. He told the offensive line to run one thing. He told the running back to run a different thing. And then he did the complete opposite and did it himself. <laughs> but when you're watching it, you're like, you wouldn't know. Him. You wouldn't have a, a, like a clue um, that he screwed it up. And he's just – outrunning people and that's the other thing he's like stretching away from defenders so you know I think his running ability has kind of slowed teams down as well um kept people a little bit more balanced um and then with the passing game he gets the ball out quick um so my job is always just making sure I put the right scheme in place that he can get the ball out quick so
0: right High school football, as you know, is often won and lost in the trenches on both sides mm-hmm. of the ball. And it seems like you guys are holding your own there uh, on both sides of the ball.
3: Yeah, my my offensive line has uh, done an amazing job. Um, you know, we had a couple of guys return from last year. Um, but with those returners, the three returners we had, we moved one of them from guard to center. And we had no clue. Like, I honestly had no clue if he was going to be able to play center or not. Um, and he's done a, a fantastic job. Who, who, um, who,
0: who are you referring to?
3: Cohen Thompson. His name's Cohen Thompson. He's a sophomore. Um, and <laughs> so much so that the offensive line has gelled so well that during the South um, Carroll game, I pulled him for a second for, for like two drives. Um, and like, I'm thinking, oh, here we go. Let's see what happens. And they did a great job. Like the, it's so unique for me. I think to see an offensive line so cohesive. And we've had some moving parts here or there because of injuries or or just you know um, like my big left tackle, Andrew uh, Rakowski, He had a plantar fasciitis, so he we pulled him for a game. He could have played if it was a big one, but I pulled him um, just to rest him because it was against clear spring. So we we didn't need them. Uh, we were good. I felt comfortable with who we had and, but those guys do a great job. They just, they all work together. They're really close knit group and they take pride. They take pride in moving people. They oftentimes will tell me what we should be running because they know based on the kids they're across and what we do, who they can run at, what plays work. So it's it's really nice. It's uh, really nice and comforting for for myself.
0: Yeah, uh, Middletown this week. It's been a while since you've beaten Middletown. I, I looked it up and I think it's two thousand three was the last time Brunswick has beaten Middletown. But as you explained to me earlier in the season, you don't view Middletown as being a quote unquote rival of 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 Brunswick's.
3: No, and I I have this conversation a lot with uh, kids in the school. You know, because I think other teams do look at Middletown as a rival, but um, you have to like win against them, right? You know, periodically to make it a rivalry. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. Like you said, we haven't beat them since 2003. Before that, I think it was another 20 some years, you know? So it's like, how can you look at them as being a rival if you have only beat them a handful of times? The, the, so, and the,
0: and the school size, Middletown's not a huge school, but it's also a bit of apples and oranges in terms of just the size oh, of absolutely. the school. Yeah. Yeah. With you guys being like, a, a small 1A school. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Well, just the fact that, you know, we have 800 and they have 1200 and their football team has, you know, 40 some on varsity and I have 30, you know, and that's a good team. 30 is a great team for me. Right. But they will have 40, 45 kids on the sideline. So it's, it is apples and oranges oftentimes. Um, uh, But, you know, we go in and play every game with the expectation of competing to win. Um, And and that's why I tell my kids like, Look, if we win, that's awesome. That's a result of the process. But, like, we need to work our butts off to put ourselves in a position to compete to win. Um, and so that's kind of, like, what we're looking for.
0: Do you guys believe you can win this game?
3: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. If, if we go in there and do exactly, like, I I think our scheme is good. I really like our scheme, uh, offensively, defensively. If we go in there and play the way we've been playing, I, I think – we can definitely um win this game. Will we? That's up to the kids. Yeah.
0: Do you have do you have a plan to stop their great uh, running back um Carson Smith?
3: I don't maybe you can let him get tired. <laughs> <laughs> he's a he's a really good back. Um and you know, he's going to army for a reason. Yeah um so like I said, do I have a plan? Yeah, we have a plan. Uh but well, again it Will up. it
0: work? I mean a lot, lots yeah, lots it, of lots of plans haven't worked against him so far, yeah, I guess. You know.
3: And here's the crazy thing. You know, I watched the Frederick film, right? Frederick didn't do anything different schematically than we do. Um, they're a 314. We're a 314. You know, it was just about speed and aggressiveness and getting off blocks, you know? Um, and that's kind of what I've been preaching to our kids. We got to get off our blocks. We got to make sure our reads are right. And we got to attack them before they get to us. And then, you know, you smother a, ba- a good back and you don't give them any holes to run through then that that sets you up for success yeah Um, but they're getting better each week i know their the record is what it is but if you look at their games um yeah yeah, they they beat legging two
0: they beat legging two weeks ago yeah
3: um and then last week you know i felt like urbana's first half was great and then uh you know i'm not sure what happened with their second half but um, oh, you know, the the, the up-
0: Middletown defense deserves deserve some credit for that. Their defense is playing yeah, really yeah, well. No, yeah, I, yeah.
3: I, I, I agree with that. I agree with that. Um, they, they, they changed things up on them a lot. But, um, you know, again, I, I think we can go out there, we can play our best game and lose, and I'd still be proud. Or we can go out there play our worst game and win, and I'd still be proud. You know, the kids are working hard. Um, and my goal is always to make sure our kids know that. One game does not define us. And, um, you know, we, we're we already looking at playoffs, you know, and ultimately that's that's our thing.
0: And, and you want some home games uh, for the playoffs uh, Absolutely. Uh, specifically.
3: Absolutely. Yeah. yeah.
0: I, I wanted to ask you, you play on a grass field. There's not a lot of grass fields even here in Frederick County anymore. Does that help you guys? Would you rather play on turf or, or the fact that not a lot of teams play on grass anymore, does that give you a bit of a – Little inside edge there.
3: I don't know. We play so much on turf and on grass. I don't think it really bothers us one, one bit of uh, one thing or another. You know, um, our kids do a nice job of just playing. I think turf probably helps us a little bit. Um, but, you know, I, you know what, where turf would help us? Maybe my practice field wouldn't be so beat up. I wouldn't spend so much time lining fields and <laughs>
0: things like that. Yeah, you can devote things, you can devote, devote your time to some other no. things. So how, how do you look at this final uh, three-game stretch in Middletown, Walkersville, Catoctin, three county opponents, three teams that you, you, you feel you have a chance to beat? Um, well, so I kind of t- talked
3: to the kids um, last week about this stretch being like the beginning of the playoffs. Um, not that it's one and done, but like we need to be turning up our effort level, our focus, our attention to detail, um, we need to kind of be gearing in towards the playoffs. And and so it's kind of like, you know, a preseason, but, you know, obviously it means something, but in terms of trying to get the kids geared back up, you know, like I always feel like week five, week six, even week four, maybe sometimes depending on how your preseason goes, Are lulls, right? Like you get really high at the beginning and then you kind of hit a lull. And then like as soon as the end of the season comes, you get really high again and go into the playoffs. And so, uh, you know, I'm trying to get the kids to understand like we got to turn it up. We got to identify our weaknesses, get better at them and and continue to uh, add more to the playoff playbook.
0: All right, Coach Smith. Well, uh, thanks so much for coming on. We're we're running short on time here. Um, if it's first and goal on the one, you are going to hand the ball to, to Ben Wells, right?
3: Correct. All
0: right. Yes. How Absolutely. Many, uh, first down, second down, third. I guess you would have a little bit of a decision on third, on fourth down, potentially. But, um, but you, you, you are going to hand off on the one yard line, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Well, we are going to run the ball. <laughs> as, as a guy who's driven crazy by his uh, NFL team, uh, uh, just with the analytics infusion, it warms, it warms my heart uh, to, to hear you say that. So, but I don't yeah. want to give anything away. I don't want to give away too much game plan too. Like Middletown might uh, load up and put uh, and, and, and really uh, stack the box and maybe run a run blitz now first and goal on the one, but Hopefully, you're going to tell me it doesn't matter if they do that, <laughs> right? Your runs,
3: your, your run designs better be schemed to stop it. So,
0: right. All right, sir. Thank you. Uh, great season so far. I Wish you continued success, and uh, we'll be talking playoff football and, and and maybe a run deep into the postseason uh, this year with you guys. So, um, so. Uh, thanks to uh, Brunswick uh, head coach, Jerry Smith. Also thanks to my colleagues, John Cannon and Alexander Dacey for coming on a little earlier and talking Frederick County sports. That's it for us this week here on the final score. Uh, We look forward to seeing you back here next week. Have a great week, everyone.